Hello and welcome to the Daily Weekly Podcast. Now, as you can see, I'm sitting by myself, which isn't the the usual for us. It's not the norm, and I haven't done anything solo in a while. The last thing I did by myself was our um, w- testing weird ways to open a bottle. And, well, if, if it goes anything like that, then... I'm in for a treat. I end up cutting my hands again, but that's a whole other story. So if you haven't seen that video, go check it out. Link will be in the description if I remember to put it there. Otherwise, just type up, testing weird ways to open a bottle, the Daily Weekly Show. And we should be number one, if if I'm correct. So yeah, I'm not uh, doing it by myself today because, um, well, I just am. Yeah, why not, you know, in this ever-changing podcast format? Um, I thought I'd try something different. So today we are talking about, it would help if I had my notes ready. Hold on, bear with me a minute. There we go. I've got my notes ready. So today we're talking about actors who hated working together because let's face it, working with people isn't always the easiest thing. I've got nobody to look at here. Hmm. Anyway. So, first on our list is Angelina Jolie and Johnny Depp. The high-profile actors reportedly didn't hit it off on set of their 2010 film, The Tourist, which I haven't seen that film in a few years. I don't think I've actually seen it all the way through, but I enjoyed it of what I saw, so that that should go on my film watch list. God, I could, I could spend a whole podcast episode just talking about the films that I have on a list and I, I need to watch it and <laughs> I don't know if I'll get around to it because I made that list, what, seven years ago? But anyway, that's a story for another day. So, insiders have said that the chemistry was supposed to fly off the charts but in private they didn't get along at all. A clash of egos, apparently. Jolly was disappointed that Depp didn't get into better shape for the role and they didn't want to cut his hair. Yeah, I remember that because it's like, I mean, Johnny Depp likes his hair, you know, as kind of that longer... Longer length. I mean, it suits him. Like nowadays, he, he kind of has that slicked back look. But you know, like uh, ten years ago when this was being made, yeah, he had that that look, that iconic Johnny Depp look. So I don't blame him for not wanting to get rid of it. She allegedly went on to say that Johnny retreats to his own trailer until he's called out again, whereas Depp thinks he, she's really full of herself. So you know, I didn't I didn't go into too deep for any of these. You know, what I mean, like yeah. Who knows what's true on the internet these days? You know, people, especially with Hollywood, they want to sell stories and, oh, drama this and drama that to hype up film releases and things like that. But they just didn't get along. And I guess that's why the film didn't get a sequel. I mean, I I don't remember. Maybe the events of the film (laughs) mean that it wouldn't have got a sequel anyway. But I... Yeah, I do need to rewatch it. Because, I mean, they're both great actors. I I mean, I'm a huge Johnny Depp fan, especially for Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, he is he is up there. Like, I, as a kid, I used to, um, like, take any opportunity I could to dress as Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was, it was something else. Next up on our list is William Shatner and George Takai. You know, if you're a Star Trek fan, those names will be incredibly familiar to you if you're not a star trek fan well i think i just kind of gave the game away that those two actors i think their most well-known works would be star trek for the original series and the uh, movies that followed so despite the captain and his helmsman getting along on board the uss you is there enough s's in that uss enterprise william shatner and george takai reportedly spent much of their tenure on star trek giving each other the cold shoulder and the bad blood only grew over time 
In his 1994 autobiography, To the Stars, Takai claimed that Shatner was self-centred and egotistical. He also appeared on many television shows to roast his former castmate. Wow, that's... That's a bold... That's a big claim to make, you know? I mean, if there's beef, there's beef, but that's one way... <laughs> Shatner didn't pull any punches either. In an interview, the actor behind Captain Kirk went on... Went in on his co-star. There's... I wrote these notes. I can't even read them. <laughs> there's such there's such a sickness. There's such a sickness there. It's so painfully obvious that there's psychosis there. He said, "There must have been something else inside George that's festering, and it makes him so unhappy that he takes it out on me. In effect, a total stranger." That's also. I mean, I don't know how the pair are getting on now, but that is also like a like they're talking as if they don't even know each other, and like totally oblivious to what's going on that's strange when you work with someone for so many years that you just feel like you don't know them here we go and that, this is still going on to this day this feud i mean maybe 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 many of these are but this one dwayne johnson and terry skibson or i should add on to that dwayne johnson versus probably vin diesel as well and the rest of the fast and furious franchise because i mean i think I think I might have seen some of the Fast and Furious films before, but when Dwayne Johnson joined in 2011 for Fast Five, I thought that was... I thought it was a really good film. And he kind of boosted that franchise. It kind of brought it back into, like, the mainstream box office hits because he was in Fast Five, Fast and Furious Six, uh, Furious Seven, Fast Eight, you know. And there's nothing... With their naming principles, it's like... It alternates between Fast and then Furious. I mean, I get it. But... You know, like the first one was called the fast. <laughs> the first one was called the Fast and the Furious, and then entry number four, which was kind of like a soft reboot in a way. You know, it was the return of the series, basically. Um, it was called Fast and Furious, so they just dropped the the similar thing to what the Suicide Squad is doing. For the 2016 one was called Suicide Squad, and then you got James Gunn's 2021 The Suicide Squad. So yeah, it's kind of like it, it's it's. It's the same thing, but then it's a bit different, and it's like it's back again, sort of thing. So I get it. Anyway, God, I somehow, even by myself, I managed to just go completely off track. Where were we? Dwayne Johnson and Tyrese Gibson. Yes, actors who didn't like getting on, getting along. Dwayne The Rock Johnson first appeared in Fast Five and has become a series mainstay for the Fast and Furious franchise. However, with an apparent absence, which we now know that he's not going to be in. Well, he's not in Fast Nine. And he's not going to be in 10 or 11 either, because at the time of recording, he's like, no, I'm I'm done with that main franchise. You know, like his Hobson Shaw film, they're great, and you know, maybe sequels for that, but he won't be going back to the main team, which is sad, because like, he was probably one of the better, you know, one of the better guys out there, to be honest. During that time, he had public spats of Vin Diesel and Terry Skibson, both of whom appear to be jealous of the success and attention Johnson has given to the franchise. Gibson especially voiced his opinions of Johnson on various social media after the latter had gone ahead with this spin-off. Yeah, I remember that. It Because the Hobbs and Shaw um, spin-off delayed Fast 9, because like, the studio's focus was on that, and then other things happened. Um, so that kind of delayed that one, but I'm, I'm yet to see... Uh, if you don't know me already from this, for someone who does a movie and TV podcast, I clearly haven't seen enough. Because I haven't seen it. Although the film is now on Netflix. I keep thinking, maybe I'll watch that tonight. Maybe I'll get around to it. Who knows? I'm, 
it's on that watch list that I mentioned earlier. So yeah, I mean, I can also add on to that with Vin Diesel. It's like, I think one of the things, if I remember rightly, is that Vin Diesel was trying to coach Dwayne Johnson in his acting performance because he, according to Vin, Dwayne wasn't acting as good as he should have been for Fast and Furious. I mean, my opinion, but I think Dwayne Johnson is a better actor than Vin Diesel. Because, you know, but with the whole Fast and Furious thing, it's all about family. And, and Dwayne joined late to the game. I mean, he was in, he's been in more than half of them, but has he been in more than half of them? Or is it, no, he actually hasn't actually. Well, it depends on what you count, because like the first one, then the second one didn't have Vin Diesel in it. And then the third one, Tokyo Drift. So he's been in a few, but that series is, well, they keep thinking it's going to end. Like, oh, it's going to end on this one. And there's like, there's another film. And another one, and it just keeps going. Look, they're enjoyable, but I don't know. I haven't seen Fast 9 yet, but the premise with the long-lost brother and the car that, like in the trailer, one of the shots with the car hooked onto this kind of hook from a jet, I think, and it swung from a cliff onto the next part. I, I don't know. And they went into space, spoiler alert. I mean, they joked about it, and I think, no, they're not really going to do this, are they? They're not actually going to go to space. Yes, they... They did go to space for a brief part. Okay, number four on our list. I'd, I'd say we're flying through this, but I have no idea. Because, I mean, I got a little indicator on the camera that's telling me... Oh, oh yeah, by the way, I should... Look at that, I just get ahead of myself. Guys, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can go to our YouTube channel, The Daily Weekly Podcast, and watch this in video format. And I'm currently just flapping about looking at the camera while I'm talking to you. Or if you're watching on YouTube, then hey, maybe you're on the go and you don't have YouTube Premium because I don't blame you and you want to listen without watching or whatever. And you're like, hey, you're on a run. I'll, watch, I'll listen to the Daily Weekly Podcast. You can do that because we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Pretty much anywhere you can get a podcast, we are there. Oh, look at that. My phone just made a noise if you had that working mistake. I didn't put my phone on Do Not Disturb. There we go. Anyway, back to number four on our list. Ariana Grande in Victoria Justice. After the Nickelodeon show Victorious was cancelled, Ariana Grande used social media to blame her co-star, Victoria Justice, for the show's cancellation. Grande claimed that the show was cancelled because Justice wanted to do a solo tour rather than a cast tour, which would have granted them another season. So, yes, this was a few years ago when Victorious ended. Like, Obviously, the show was about Victoria Justice, essentially her character Tori Vega, I believe. I've only seen a handful of episodes. Um... And Ariana Grande was, uh, you know, like a, a co-star of the show. I mean, she got her own spin-off of Sam and Cat. And then think, who, which one of them is the more successful one now? Ariana Grande or Victoria Justice? I think we all know the answer to that one. So, yeah, you know, just... They thought, oh, you're being selfish, you know. It's like all about me and... Um, just teenage bickering for a teenage drama, eh? On to the last one on our list... Tom Hardy and Charlize Theron. Theron? You know what? I don't think that's a name I've actually said out loud before. So, if I've pronounced her name wrong, then forgive me. It's only a name I've read. So, eh. Anyway. Whilst working on Mad Max Fury Road, sparks are flying between the two main leads. Although maybe not the sparks you might think. Tom Hardy and Charlize Theron had a love-hate working relationship, reflected in the characters portrayed. Despite not being best buddies on set, Hardy gifted Theron with a personalised self-portrait attached to the note saying, you are an absolute nightmare, but you're also awesome. I'm sure you can guess which word was used there. You know, on this family-friendly, advertiser-friendly 
podcast. I kind of miss you. Love, Tommy. Oh, that's, yeah. I think that's one of those kind of like cheeky kind of, is it, does it cross the line kind of things? Like, hey, you know, it's like, I didn't like working with you, but you're also a great person. Here's a gift. Um, the self-portrait. It says self-portrait. I know what self-portrait is, but was the portrait... Yeah, it must have been of, of Tom, right? Or is it of her? Because if he gives it to her... Yeah, I mean, why would he give her a picture of herself? But then why would he give her a picture of... I don't know. I didn't look into it that far. So that is all the feuds I have on today's list. We went through all five of them. And um, yeah, that was my first shot first take of doing a podcast episode by myself so i mean i don't even know who knows this might not even be released if it is then you know be kind but i'll accept constructive criticism you know i just thought i'd do it really so yeah there is that oh here's something we haven't done in a while the not yet titled news now if you are a listener of the podcast from way back when at the end of every episode we um, shared a weird and wonderful news story from around the world, and we discussed it. So, can I do it by myself? Let's take a look. So this is an article from the 27th of July, 2020. Antiques Roadshow guest looks gutted after discovering one million pound painting is just a copy worth 600 pounds. I can't imagine. Like, I can, I can picture him, there's a picture here, and I'll put it on screen for you YouTube guys. Of the guy, you know, he's looking all proud, standing next to his painting, and then I guess the auctioneer or the valuer has come over and is like, "Well, actually, this is a this is not a, an original copy. This is um just a copy, not the original. So uh, you thought it was worth one million pounds, but it's actually worth just six hundred. I'm not really sure what accent that was supposed to be. I don't know if that guy does speak like that, but we're just going fictionalized here, people, fictionalized." A man who appeared on Antiques Roadshow looked gutted to find out a Lely, or was it Lely? Painting he thought dated back to the 1600s was actually likely to be a copy, making it worth a lot less than an original, which would have fetched up to £1 million, or in US, $1.2 million. Imagine having a painting that you think is worth $1.2 million. And then you get down there, oh, well, hey, look at this, this is what I have. It's just 600 quid, or like $500, you know, or... 600 or 700 I don't know the exchange rates. The episode, originally broadcast in 2019, saw a guest proudly show the piece to the art specialist Rupert Mass, revealing how the painting had been bought at an auction in the 1850s and has been since passed down through the family. Oh, that makes it even worse. You have this family heirloom, absolute priceless treasure of a famous painting, handed down from generation to generation, and it's... it's not even worth that much or considering you know you think you think you're sitting on a gold mine and then you get down there and it's just like no that's not gold no that's the copy oh dear <laughs> the owners had always been under the impression that the artwork was by popular artist sir peter lely or Lely again i I don't know the pronunciation of his name, who was alive between 1618 and 1680. However, on a closer inspection, Mass became dubious about the painting's origins, concluding it was probably a copy made centuries later. 
So it's still a pretty old painting and it's still going to fetch some money, but you know, not as much as you'd want. Unsurprisingly, many viewers found the twist hugely entertaining, with one tweeting, fake, he's gutted. That's not going to look on the <laughs> That's not going back on the wall near the piano. His daughter can draw a moustache on it now. Another person said, guy with a fake painting, highlight of the year. And I suppose when this article was released in 2020, this probably was the highlight of the year, because let's face it, that was not a good year. Apart from the Daily Weekly Podcast starting, yeah, that's when we started. Tweeting a clip, someone else wrote, Antiques Roadshow just gave the wife and I the best laugh of the weekend. Like maybe not having a very good uh, weekend if you think Antiques Roadshow is the peak of comedy. After discussing the picture, Mas returned to the guest and said, the question is, is it by the original artist? The catalogue of 1845, which the guest showed the art expert, had the name of the original artist. Although the expert went on to say, you know, back in those days, they weren't too strict, you know, with the interpretations of everything. So it was, it was more of a loose guideline. So, oh yes, this painting was by him, maybe originally, or it was influenced by the original work, but this copy is not it. And it just goes on to say more about the expert and, you know, going on to, into the art. And, hey, we're not an art podcast. I don't know a thing about art. But, yeah, so he went on to say, you know, but as it is, it's probably worth around, I don't know, £600. I'm sorry to let you down. Oh, oh, oh. And the guy, there's a picture here of the guy just like, you can tell, like, you know when you're, like, you hear some bad news, but you don't know how to take it, and you're just kind of smiling anyway? You're like, oh, okay. Right, yeah, that, that's the expression of that guy's face. Oh, man. Yeah, so I wonder if he sold it. I don't know. Did he sell it for 600 or is he going to continue the tradition of passing it down to the generations of the family, despite not being worth all that much? That's, that's quite a blow. So that concludes that news story from the Not Yet Title News. I don't know, was it that funny? The idea was they're supposed to be funny or somewhat interesting. I suppose that might have been to you. Um, any comments, do let us know. And that pretty much concludes this episode of the Daily Weekly Podcast. So I just want to thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking with me through these this last half an hour, 20 minutes or so. Um, yeah, it's been interesting. It's the first one I've done and I did it all in one take. So I'm pretty proud. I mean, we always do our podcast in one take. I mean, pretty much any piece of content we do because we, we try to capture the realness of it. So got to get it in that one take. And yeah, who knows? how I did. When I watch this back later, I'll be thinking, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. But hey, there we go. So new podcast episodes every Saturday on the Daily Weekly Podcast YouTube channel and on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc, etc. So thank you. And until the next time, have a great day. See you later.